grab a glass and tell us a story. It's Bucks and Booze. Welcome. I'm your host, George Twardzik. I'm here today with my brother Jeff and his boys, Coop and Will, and Bryce, and Ed, and my godson, Frank. Like that one. Frank. <laughs> Frank. So uh, today, That's Frank. today we got a special uh, bourbon that we're going to be tasting, the Colonel E.H. Taylor Small Batch from uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery. So as always, we'll come back at the end and talk a little bit more about that, but right now... We need to get some poured. That's a good sound. Good right? gurgle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to, um, today, on this episode, we're going to talk about a new tradition that we started last night at Deer Camp. So we're all out here tonight, uh, once again, and it was Jeff's idea that we should take some time once we get to deer camp and everybody's here uh, to just kind of recap the previous year, uh, talk about last year's hunt, um, score the deer from last year, and uh, you know talk about hunters that are no longer with us this year from last year, and any other things that have been going on um, pertaining to our deer camp. And so... Uh, of course, this year the biggest thing of all was that we have a deer camp again. So we've been talking about that on some prior bo- podcasts as well. Uh, but that was the biggest uh, celebration point last night. Uh, but we also started um, going through uh, the racks from last year. And so that's going to be part of our tradition. Uh, the first night of deer season when we all get here, which is usually the Friday night of that weekend that follows the opener, whatever day the first opener is on. And uh, for those of you who are old, like I am, uh, you might remember back, I don't know when they stopped doing it, some in the 50s, 50s, 60s, something like that. Uh, But prior to that, when you got your deer tag in Michigan, uh, it was actually a metal band. And you would... When you harvested your buck, you put that metal band around the antler and seal it down. And that was your tag. And it's super cool looking if you see some old racks. Um, you know, if you go to like a sports shop or I don't know if they have any of those in Cabela's or Bass Pro, those kind of places. But yeah. those older racks will have that metal band around it. just always thought it was a really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Alaska yeah. still does it. Still get a metal band. When I went on the blacktail hunt there, it was a metal band. It was just so cool to have that. Yeah. yeah. So we had talked about it last year <clears throat> about trying to just do something ourselves along that line. And so we decided that because of where we live, that we were going to do it with copper. So Jeff picked up some sheet copper and a set of punches. Um, rivet. Rivet gun. Yeah. And so we... Did the first ones last night, so we scored them Boone and Crockett, and punched out the uh, information on the on the on a copper band, and then attached that with a rivet to the 
around the antler. Yeah, it's a cool tradition. Yeah, and it's and it's it's something that uh, we definitely steal from Gene, right? Gene mm-hmm. Artson and their crew did it for many many years, and it was a big deal. That's that that night that they did that, and they gave out the patches. Yep, like an eight point patch, ten point patch, whatever it is, and the guys would put those different patches on their on their on their jackets. And like Gene, especially right, and his brother Ron, and all of those guys. I mean, there was a lot of patches on their jackets, you know. So, Lots but it was a cool tradition that they started to the point that a lot of people that weren't part of his camp came to that their place for that night. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was it was you know kind of him or whatever to let us join in. Yeah. And be just be there for it. Yeah. Kind of as spectators. Yeah. Yeah. So as time goes by with everything. Um, that tradition is hopefully going to set in and be a real special night for all of us and and be able to recap, right? And then the bands, there's something about that, like, you get the paper tag or whatever you want to, you know, the sticky back thing, it looks horrible on there, you know? Yeah, so, you, so you never keep it on there. So then you're like, oh, when did I shoot that one? What year was that, you know? And, and that, so the banding now, it's right there. And when people come in and take a look at their rats, it's going to be super cool and Especially, like I said, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, you know, and yeah, going through it and, you know, and at some Bryce is, po- and at Bryce some point, and, yeah, right, no. grandkids are here or whatever. And, right. Yeah. People aren't going to know whose they are. Yeah, exactly. Right? That happens, our, right? Our grandkids are great grandkids yeah. or whatever. Yep. So it'll be awesome to have mm-hmm. to have those on there. And, and it will be. Who, when, yep. what. Yep, without a doubt. Um, along with the journals and the podcasts and stuff to, yeah. to have that history. Yep. And they do look great. It's very cool. Uh, if you go to the social media sites for Bucks and Booze, I'll have some pictures up there so you can check it out and see what we're talking about, what we did. I can't really tell. Which one's bigger again? Oh, oh, I can't answer that question for you. Okay. Cooper, great yeah. question. Um, so the one on the left... Well, run that, out of that time. One, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that one on the left there, I think, if I remember it, that one's mine and... It's about five inches bigger. We have a technical difficulties. Oh, really? Oh, convenient. The biggest one shot last year is not here because Ed was lazy. Oh. Uh, but, uh, you never told me. <laughs> but out of the out of the two that we had here that we did last night, Will got me by. Five and a half inches? Five and an eighth. Five, Five and an eighth. eighth. That's a lot, George. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say average. <laughs> so it's, I guess it's, uh, I guess it's only proper that one time in his life Will can get one bigger than mine. You know, honestly, I was thinking about it. I was looking at him too, and I bet you both of those would probably score higher than mine. Because the only reason I won the pool last year is points plus spread. It was wider, but I think G2s and G3s are longer on that, and that's yeah. going to make up more than just one spread measurement. So so we'll check it out next time yeah. we, we get it up yeah. there. And yeah, mine's probably bigger. <laughs> Nuts's deer is lacking on the spread department. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Maybe on all I departments. That, unfortunately, Nuts had to leave us. Tonight because his truck fell apart. But, um, <laughs> oh yeah, I found a piece of that on the road today. I think, <laughs> I think we can we can all agree. I'm pretty sure unanimously that Nugs has the smallest one yeah. of all. Yep, he's getting yeah. the spoon and Crockett shirt. <laughs> yeah, spoon and Crockpot. True basket, like a softball would fit inside of that eight pointer, right? And hold yep. it perfectly. Yep. 
It's yeah. very cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you always want to hear from somebody about the buck that you Cute shot. deer. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Killing oh. tomorrow's trophies today. <laughs> <laughs> but this year, uh, as it stands right now, there will be no banding. Yeah, that's a big shutout right moving. now. Yeah. Great very tradition. Good. Next year, no, can't do that. <laughs> we still got time. We still got oh, time. Yeah, there's plenty yeah. of time. I do have a hilarious story, though. So, along with Nugs leaving today, and he's getting out of here, he had a couple of bait bags in the back of his truck, and he figured, well, I'll just leave them here. So he threw them behind George's truck on the ground. In and, the middle of the yard at camp. And, yeah, like, literally. 20, 20. 24 yards from the door <laughs> to camp. And Coop and I went on a great hike today. Uh had a guy grunting at us and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so anyway, we went on this great hike, and it, but it got us back to camp like an hour before dark, and we were just like, ah, we're done. Let's take a good sauna. I took a good sauna, walked upstairs, got dressed, look out the window, and all I can see is a really nice rack in the nose eating that bag of, be- <laughs> bag of beets off the back of your bumper, basically. I'm like, unbelievable. It's, liter- it's literally... If we're going to do yards like we typically would with a bow, it's a half a yard off my bumper. Yeah. <laughs> in between the trucks. Uh, in between all the other vehicles as well. Yeah, and then the panic moment came that my truck was parked next to George's truck and my gun was in the case in that truck. <laughs> Coop's like, there's a gun here, shotgun. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, Will's bow underneath his bed. Oh my god, it had obviously it had bounced off by all this crap going on, but it's probably it's like the nicest buck I've seen all all year and it's completely light out and sitting in our yard. Needless to say we're we're still over this year. <laughs> yeah. There's still probably, no there's still no barks. Probably yeah, that I, same little clown that we had our run in at the barn the other day or the other year. Yeah, I came walking I up the way. hill. And I oh, see so? Jeff I holding his gun, Cooper holding my boat. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> I have like a seven-minute video of, of that run-in where that thing came. Yeah, so go ahead and tell the story what happened last year. Yeah, I mean, make it kind of quick. Um, you know, the camp wasn't here or whatever, and we there's, there's the barn that's, I don't know, 75 yards away or whatever. And I came out to hunt, and George was suiting up outside of his truck to get to his blind. So George is facing me, and his back is to his truck, and he's telling me something or other, I don't remember, and through the front windows of his truck, which you, you I don't know, you were, what, six feet from your truck, maybe? Yeah. And I see through the front door windows, I just see a buck walking by, which was no more than six feet on the other side of the truck, <laughs> and we're in mid-conversation. And I kind of, like... I don't know, motion or wave to George and kind of give a point in that direction. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it was this little, I think it was like a five point, but it was like a, like a tiny fork on one side and the other side had like basically just like, it was like a spike with like a little crown on the top of it is what it looked like. <laughs> like and, a year and a half old deer for sure. Oh at, yeah. At the most. Yeah, for sure. And so I pull my phone out right away and I just start taking a video. And this thing walks around the front of the truck, and he kind of keeps looking. I mean, he knows we're there, obviously. At this point, he's like 15 feet away from us. And behind my back, um, there was a small, almost like a little ATV-type trailer that had a bunch of sugar beets in it. 
and my bow is sitting on that trailer and days previously there had just been all sorts of tracks in the snow around that trailer so these deer knew it was there were coming for meals or whatever and this thing walked and basically circled around the trailer kind of kept looking at us like hey what the hell are you guarding my dinner for <laughs> and uh at one point i how close did he get to me that that I like mean, for sure within 10 feet yeah i've always but i would say like more like feet. more like yeah, yeah. six to eight is what i would guess and in this video, at this point, I'm kind of like, this is a little uncomfortable. Like, he, he's <laughs> no, in, like, real tight, you and, know? And, and now we're just talking. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not even trying, like, our, A, we're not trying to hide. B, we're just having a conversation with the deer. Yeah. I wasn't even changed into, like, camo or anything yet. Like, I, that's how, that's where we were in this day. And in the video, it's funny, uh, I'm... When he starts getting close, I start getting a little nervous, so I didn't have it kind of him, like, centered in the frame. And he walks out at one point, and I didn't notice it, but you had said that he kind of booped his nose on a on a little fern or something. It completely buggered out, like, five feet back or whatever. So I think he I think he was eyes on me circling and then hit that fern and was like, whoa, and <laughs> kind of backed up a little. And, yeah, I think I have, like, a six- or seven-minute video on my phone of the whole encounter. And then he just walked off, and we both were like, what the hell just happened, you know? And so fast forward to this year, same trailer, beats in it, a little bit, you know, 20 yards from the spot where it happened to us. And what happened with you, Jeff? Well, I, I, got, I, I walked up. Same barn area right there. I walked up, got on the loudest four wheeler on the planet. Will H M F pipe on seven hundred cc's. You're welcome. <laughs> to go bow hunting and come around the barn, and he picks his head up. He's got a bunch of beets in his mouth, and it's the deer we call Blade. And I think it's that. I think it's the same deer. I really do. Two reasons: because he loves being around us, and he's our pet. But he's goofy, yeah. right? He's got this one big long brow tie that's bladed, and he's all. Yeah. But he's kind of chunky and nice deer and everything. So he's in there looking at him like, "Really? This is unreal." <laughs> and then you and I hunt and come down the hill, and it's dark, and George is like, "Hey, hey, wait, we'll check it out." And I look up, and there's blade in your headlamp in like, the middle of the yard. I in can. the middle of the yard, and he's like 15 yards in front of us, and we're like, "Oh my god, this is the coolest thing!" And I got my camera out now. And I videotaped it, and George, George starts grunting at the deer. He's trying to figure it out, and he's just, like, kind of walking off, and then you blew at him, and he beat foot right yep. then, you know. He didn't care over. nothing about nothing until he mm. hit that snort wheeze, and he was like, see you later. Yeah, later, <laughs> yeah. So he's pretty comfortable around yeah. us, you know, so. It's hilarious. We'll yeah. see what happens next year. You can only hope that, like, he's, he's, He's he's on range that next year he'll be three and a half and he's gonna be yeah. like a really thick nice buck yeah and he's gonna be eating beets out of our trailer and <laughs> carrot, carrots off of your bumper you know this could be kind of hard to shoot the bugger it's gonna be a bad deal for him though if and he keeps because his growth from last year if if in fact it's the same deer mm, which it's phenomenal just like super, can't believe it's not the same deer his growth between those two years. I mean, it's a great example of what happens from a year and a half to two and a half. Yeah. Because although we've let him go several times, including I let him go tonight, it's a nice, yeah. I mean, he's a nice deer. And yeah. that bladed 
brow tine is probably six inches long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's really cool because it's, it's kind of like a knife. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be, if he has the same kind of growth yeah. ahead to next year, he's going to be a great deer. He's going to be a great deer. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> so, um, so in our, in our new tradition, we did the banding, uh, sort of recapped what's going on, kind of, you know, talked about everything. And as I said, um, the camp is certainly the biggest achievement for us this year. Um, really came together, and it's been it's been great actually. The, over the course of the last whatever we've been here now, four days of season, five days. Uh, every night we've sort of tackled some more things. We built a bar one night. We, you know, the guys put a bunch of hooks up. And Will built seventeen shelves. Yeah, me and, <laughs> me and Nug were the shelf guys. We're like, where can we put another shelf? <laughs> angry we're running out of wood. Angry elf on a shelf. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yep, that was me. That was me. Uh, so that was great. Um, and we kind of went through and talked about, you know, it's unfortunate, but. It's part of life too, you know. We lost some great, great people from the deer hunting or sportsman group. Um, you know, Joel Turnamy, uh, number one, not just a great hunter, but an amazing person who has um, been so dear to our family and was responsible for our golf tournament and so many things. Um, so certainly miss him and uh, Cubby who wasn't much of a deer hunter, but uh, fisherman, mm-hmm. you know, at least tried all the Did time. Did great off the Harbor House dock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Speaking about angry elves, <laughs> Cubby was the most angry fisherman on the Harbor House dock. <laughs> uh, so we missed those guys, and, you know, we just kind of yeah. took some time to, to think about those folks, and yeah. uh, which is all part of deer camp, right? So it's, all, it's really, I mean, deer camp's about the people. Yeah. And so when when we lose people, it's yeah. it's rough. And uh, absolutely devastating from Dickinson County where we started. You know, Dave DeGroot and Bill both passed this past year. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, they were that. Well, Dave was the camp. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Bill was his right-hand man for yeah. many years there, you know. So yeah. they'll be dearly missed. and Great mentors. Yeah, I could only hope that we can do the same for you guys, what they did for us and, and the, the next generation because he was awesome. Yeah. And he will be missed. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I guess uh, we can raise a glass to those guys. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. save them. And, um, cheers. And then along with that, uh, you know, the the tradition goes on. You know, it's great yep. to have Bryce out here with us. This is the first year he's going to be enjoying deer camp with us, you know, and that's going to be forever now. And He learned rule number one. What's that? You don't drive from the top until it's dark. You don't interrupt George, but he don't know where his blind is. Hey, I don't know where I am even. Oh, hey, look, a blind. Okay, we're good. <laughs> and, then, and then we got Wyatt and Katie and Tegan and Nick all up from California, which is yep. super cool, so. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah. So even goes on. you know, even though uh, even though the deer have been super slow, mm-hmm. like like a very odd, like whatever's going on. I mean, the weather has been phenomenal and beautiful to sit out in the woods. It has not been very productive as far as seeing deer, however. Um, but there's whatever. Who knows what it is? Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's you know just the weather, or if there's some predators that moved in, or if 
if the deer are just in lockdown or whatever is going on, we just haven't been seeing many deer. Um, not only haven't we not been seeing many bucks, but just not many deer at all. Um, and there's not been a whole lot of success around us either, uh, people that we've talked to and stuff. So, but regardless, it's still always great. Right? Yeah. It's it's been a ball. Had a had a great week here, and, and it's always awesome. So great new tradition, great idea, Jeff, and and we'll keep it going year to year. Oh yeah. And uh, to wrap it up, we'll go back to the E.H. Taylor. Um, so according to the label, so when, it, when we visited the Buffalo Trace Distillery, this is one of their signature uh, bourbons that they make. And I was telling the guys, I've, it's been like 8, 10 years I've been trying to get a bottle. This is the first time I've been able to. Super hard to come by. But on the label, it says that E.H. Taylor was the founding father of the modern bourbon industry. And so part of his legacy, uh, he started it after the Civil War and purchased the OFC Distillery, which is now the same place where the Buffalo Trace Distillery is today. So they have made this bourbon in his name, in his honor, by using his original methods and in a warehouse that he constructed over a century ago. Wow. So that's some kind of cool history that's behind it as well. Like I said, it's the first time I've had it, and I think it's just phenomenal. Yeah, it is good. Like most small batches, too, you just get all the flavors right at the start there. It's just thick with flavor. It is. For 100 proof, too. Very so smooth. a little bit more oh, higher octane. Yeah, proof, really? it's proof, yeah. I, d I wouldn't have thought that, actually. Because mm -hmm. sometimes when you get that higher proof, it's got that little bit of uncomfortable burn to it, yep. a little bit of edge to it. I don't really think that this does, however. Yeah, but it it still hangs. Yeah. yeah. It hangs around for a while. Oh, yeah. For sure. And yeah. which kind of, that's what you get with 100 proof. What do you think, Bryce? Very good. Very smooth. Uh, like the like the spice notes. Yeah, I think you can taste the, there's a little heat to it, but it's mm -hmm. like, like pleasing. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. harsh. It doesn't yeah. really linger in the back of your throat. Yeah. Yeah. It just hangs in your, like all around your mouth. I mean, mm -hmm. it just. Yeah, I think those are, I think that's a good point for some of the, bourbons that are higher proof and stuff there's a big difference between having that spice and that f flavor and that little bit of heat and having something just be harsh right like i mean i've had some especially higher proof bourbons where it's like people are just trying to make it like, powerful and it's just kind of edgy and harsh and for me it, that's not i don't that's not a thing i really look for whereas this is like whoever said it's more pleasing, right? It's it has those you things can, that you're of saying, but yeah. it's like nice. Well, you can pick you can pick apart the flavors really. Yeah, well, well yeah. you can let it sit in your mouth. Yep, mm. it's not yeah. like ooh, gotta get rid of that one. Mm -hmm. yeah. You just let it hang. Yeah, there's been multiple times where you take a sip, or I've taken a sip, and it's like you do let it hang. You're really yeah. tasting mm -hmm. those flavors, and you let it go down, and it doesn't. I mean, it's, it hangs like I said before, but it's not like it's like ah, yeah, drinking gas. And we're all drinking it completely neat too. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, the colonel will probably like slap us if we yeah. <laughs> did something yeah. different. Yep. Put a coke on there. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. I tried. George didn't let me. <laughs> the pattern is full, Ghost Rider. <laughs> okay, so uh, thanks again, guys, for the podcast. And we'll see you all soon on another edition of Bucks and Booze.